1: what is going on everybody welcome welcome into the overreaction post game show brought to you by the market dominator on the Buffalo rumblings vidcast podcast network I'm your host I'm the voice of the overreaction post game show my name is Joe Miller you can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired just want to say real quick welcome to everybody that is uh that's in here live with me right now it's late. It's a heartbreaking loss in a football game that, let's face it, all of us expected to win for one reason or another. Maybe the biggest reason is because we beat the Chiefs last week. Uh, But I do want to just say that uh, you have options right now. There are about a 1,000 Bills post-game shows going on. The fact that you chose to be with me live for just a couple of minutes here tonight before we all crash and go to bed, uh, I just want you to know means a lot to me. For the rest of you. Listening to this podcast or in podcast form later down the road, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me, like I just said, live right now. Let me one more time just say welcome. I'm very, very thankful to have all of you with me despite what we just watched uh before i get to that i do want to give a shout out to my guy john spaz the market dominator it's important and i know that you guys hear it every week it's important that uh i connect you guys the mafia to john john is a wonderful friend of mine he's the sponsor of the show he's a real estate broker With Keller Williams Realty, Realty. Uh, he considers himself a life transition specialist, and he opens doors through exceptional client care and education. John is the best. If you're looking to buy or sell a home and you don't have representation, please give John a call. Do me a favor. Tell him that the... that the, uh, the Voice sent you. You can reach John at 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. You can also reach him on his email, yourelitebroker at gmail.com. You can also find him on Twitter. He is Bill's Mafia, probably upset Bill's Mafia, just like the rest of us. You can find him on Twitter at broker. Please do me a favor. Give John a call. What a football game. What a football game that was... Uh, and by that, I don't mean I'm too super-duper excited. At one point in time, I turned to McKenna and I said, you know what, if this game happens against the Bucs, I'm all in. If this game happens against the Chiefs, I'm all in. If this game happens against, you know, in the playoffs, I'm all in. If it's a formidable opponent, but I think that's the problem is we all kind of got rope-a-doped into this idea that the Titans weren't a good football team. They really looked like a good football team in this in this game. And suddenly, I'm probably just like all of you, not upset at all about not being at that football game in Tennessee. In fact, I'm probably a little relieved. If I'm going to go to bed this pissed off, I'd prefer to go to bed in my own bed than some hotel room waiting on a flight tomorrow. But as I said, all in all, it was a good football game. It was back and forth. It was, it was a, if you just step back from the game just for a moment, you can't help but realize, understand, and put two and two together. It was a very good football game. Was there seven, eight lead changes or something like that? Seven, I think. And then obviously the way the game ended, no, it did not end in our favor. The outcome was nothing that we thought. I'm going to try to get into as much of it as I possibly can. I'm going to read your tweets. I've got the dude awards. I'll hit some game stats for you. Sean McDermott comes into this football game 2-1 and against the Titans. You know, obviously, we had last year's football game, uh, which we all thought was a potential outlier. And when you look at the first two games that McDermott played, McDermott teams played, and then you look at this game, and you've got that game in the middle that was last year's COVID game. We'll just call it the COVID game. You've got to think that that game was an outlier because all the other games were very, very close, including this one. The Titans, these Titans games have always played Sean McDermott and his football teams very hard. In the end, all the predictions that I saw were wrong. Everybody pretty much predicted the Bills to win. All the Obviously, all of Bills Mafia predicted the Bills to win. And the reality is, is this Titans team that, that came into this, into this game... Hurting from a from a physical standpoint. Hurting from an offensive scheme standpoint. Being very bad on defense. Offensive line not playing well. They lost their left tackle, Taylor Lewan in this football game. At one point in time, I've got my notes. I'll probably repeat it. They were down to three healthy defensive backs in this football game. This football team, the Titans, they were still good enough. To give the Bills a hard time and not only give the Bills a hard time, but come out on the winning end of of this game. But it's funny because even as I said that this was a good game, if you step back from it, all of America watching that weren't Titans or I should say that weren't Bills fans were probably enjoyed this football game. It went back and forth. It was a highly, heavily contested football game. And it kind of felt right around, I wrote in my notes in the second quarter, this game feels like it's going to come down to who has the ball last. And it legitimately did. Came down to who had the ball last. Both defenses relied in this football game on a bend but don't break defense. And the Buffalo Bills defense broke a lot. A lot more than we're used to seeing. It felt like at one point in time that this was a war of attrition for the Titans, as I said. Injury-riddled coming in, weathered that storm at one point in time. Like I said, Taylor Lewan went out, he was carried off on a stretcher, didn't miss a beat. They were down to three healthy defensive backs in the game against our wide receiver group. (laughs) They've got three wide receivers against one of the deepest wide receiver rooms in the NFL for legitimate wide receivers. Yeah. Where, where do where do you go with that comment commentary? Cause I honestly don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> silliness coming into this football game. Ryan Tannehill was sacked 20 times. One in every 10 dropbacks. He was sacked all of 24 times last year. And guess how many times the Bills sacked him in this game? Zero. Zip. Not a single time. It doesn't mean that the defensive line wasn't doing a good job. It doesn't mean that the defensive line wasn't getting pressure. Jerry Hughes was very active in this football game. Greg Rousseau, who we've all talked a lot about, was lost at times against the run especially. If I'm not mistaken, both long runs by Derrick Henry, especially the second one, were kind of on him. He didn't keep contained. He was getting coached up specifically after the first one. The Buffalo Bills had not given up a rushing touchdown all season. Tonight, they gave up four. They were only giving up 12 points a game. Tonight, they gave up 34. Yikes. Yikes. What I noticed from the couch, and I don't know if you guys did either, second half specifically, the Bills guest run over and over again on first down, and the Titans threw it to A.J. Brown over the middle, basically for gold bricks, 12 to 17 yards every single time. They were out coached in many ways in this football game by Mike Vrabel and his staff. His staff of offensive guys who have outcoached no one this season including the jets if you remember the titans lost to the jets they were hungry and hurting basically the old commentary that if you know you, you don't want to back a wild animal or an injured animal into a corner and that's pretty much what happened in this football game just at a glance, at a blush, it, you know, watching Josh Allen. He was never, in my opinion, again, I don't want to say never. He was often not settled. There was a great deal of pressure coming at him, and I don't feel like the offensive line knew where the pressure was coming sometimes, and it and, and, and then Allen chose what he chose, which way to run. He ran 50-50, kind of the wrong direction, into the rush, which then rushed his, rushed his throw again. He wasn't inaccurate in my opinion I thought he was very accurate I thought he played a decent football game he just didn't necessarily look super duper settled got our first super chat as I'm going through these notes uh, uh, Luiso from Mexico brother dude that's just awesome that you're jumping in here with us <laughs> thank you for the super chat my guy it's Henry it's Derek Henry we kept that close with Henry missing uh, massing 140 plus yards keep in mind though 96 of those 140 were on two runs. It was a good football game that we lost on the last play. It's football and go Bills. Bro, thank you so much uh, for that Super Chat. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. I probably should say at the top, I always forget. We are Super Chat Live. This is a podcast. Uh, I do my best to uh, get through my content. If you want my attention, if you want to ask me a question, feel free to, but you're going to have to Super Chat me. Otherwise, I'm probably not. Really going to be paying attention to it. Your points are valid and your points are correct, though, bro. The Bills did a good job containing Derrick Henry, which is probably why they went away from, to my point, a second ago, running on first down in the second half. It wasn't working. The times that they did do it, Henry got a yard, two yards, three yards. It wasn't great. But Josh Allen in this football game got greedy, in my opinion, a lot, specifically on that three and out in the fourth. The Bills are in a situation where all they've got to do is go down the field. I think it was 934 left in the game. All they've got to do is go down the field methodically, put a touchdown on the board. It's a two-possession game. Game over. You all watched it. What What does Josh Allen do? Josh Allen comes out gets sacked because he's looking deep downfield. Second down, second and 17. What happens next? He throws the ball deep downfield, almost gets picked off. Third and 17, throws a wild pass. It looked like it slipped out of his hands, out of bounds, Kick the ball. We have another super chat from Mario Dominguez. Mario, thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for the super chat. Well, we uh, wield well-deserved hype after KC or we we'll deserve, we deserved, but the team was on an early vacation onto Miami Squish the Fish Go Bills. You know, talking with John Fiend and some of these guys, I don't know that I believe in trap games. I don't know, know that I believe in looking ahead. Do I feel like there could potentially be carryover that these guys were not reading the press? But could there be carryover? Potentially. It's not outside the realm of possibility, but getting back to Josh Allen, I just felt like he was at times trying to do too much. We found him just not willing he or he wasn't being willing to just grind out drives, which is what we need Josh Allen to do at times. Just like the defense has to make stops, Josh Allen at times has to take what's in the flat. He has to take the three yards to Beasley. He has to take the, you know, two yards or three yards to Zach Moss or Devin Singletary. And at times it just felt like he didn't want to. He wanted to end the game right now. He wanted to put them on their back and he wanted to just button the whole thing up and break their will. And I'm going to be honest with you. There was a point in me as a fan where I was thinking to myself halfway through the third quarter, there's no way the Titans can keep this energy up. They were just playing almost at a different level. And they did for the whole entire game, right up into the last Buffalo Bills snap. The final sequence was absolutely wild. Josh Allen guts out that run, jumps through the air. I thought he got it at first, clearly. The refs re- rethought, re- not recanted, but they rethought the, the or they looked at it again, and they got it right. He was short of the line to gain. At first, and we're going to talk about this more in a minute, I was okay. I don't, I don't know where I land on the call to go for it on fourth down when you're down by three. I know what I've got in my notes. I'll read it to you in a second. But the Bills go into the bye week eating a very bad, in my opinion, loss. Just a bad loss. A loss that this football team is going to learn from. A loss that this coaching staff is going to learn from. At the end of the day, the offense did okay. They put up 30, what was it, 31 points? I think that was the number. I've got it in my notes. I'll get to it in a second. The defense put up, or let up 34. And I'm not looking to put blame anywhere, but you can't win football games pretty much ever allowing 34 points in a game if you if you allow your the opposing team to get thirty four points on you, chances are you're going to lose. The bill's going to the bye week, as I said, eating a bad loss. highly I, and even having said that, there's not a whole lot to be upset about. It was a good football game. It was entertaining. It just didn't come out emotionally on the side that we wanted it to come out. And I highly doubt, listen to me, Bills Mafia, listen to me. I highly doubt that we're going to be looking at, looking back at this loss in January and saying that's where it all went wrong. This is just another game. As much as there's only 17 of them, this is just another game. It's, it's another L in the category of which I predicted three of them, three L's this season. Most of you predicted three or four or two. We already won one game that we thought would be an L, the Chiefs game. More than likely, whatever is going to be determined as it pertains to the one seed going into the playoffs, it's not necessarily going to be because of this football game. I love the fact that the the people that watch and listen to this show, I love the fact that you guys are from Mexico. (laughs) You guys are from Europe, like all over. Bill's mafia is everywhere. My guy Dave Thorpe with a super chat. Josh tried too hard, but the D-line seriously underperformed. I, bro, I'm going to tell you something. The offensive line didn't exactly perform well either. Even Spencer Brown made some mistakes. There were some rookie mistakes out there by our, by our rookies. Both Both lines got beat. Red zone failures hurt us today. Three points, not seven. Off the Poyer interception cost us this game. You can point to a lot of things. That's definitely one of them. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. But as I said, you know, I highly doubt we're going to be looking back at this game and thinking that this is the reason that we didn't get the one seed. There's a lot of football to be played, and the Bills have a really easy schedule, at least that's what it seems like. Clearly, teams can begin to put things together. One of those teams, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I think is the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to find themselves at some point. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl but they're not exactly going to miss the playoffs either. But make no mistake, Josh Allen is a gamer. Gamers live and die on the edge, and Allen lives and dies on the edge, and we love him for it. You can't have... You can't take and love Josh Allen for throwing his body around and jumping over people, trying to get first downs and hurtling guys, and at the same time not like him because he takes other risks with his arm. So as much as I felt like he got greedy at times, that to me is just a maturity issue and and it'll come. When will it, will it come through? It'll come through games like this one. Right. And this is what I would say. Angry Josh Allen. I have, I have here says that angry Josh Allen is great. Is a great Josh Allen. I'm actually going to say this way. Angry Josh Allen is the Josh Allen that I like the most. (laughs) When Josh Allen Seemingly has something to prove. That's generally the Josh Allen that I like the most. The story of this football game. The story of this football game as it goes down in history is always going to be this. The decision by this coaching staff on fourth and a half a yard with 34 seconds left not to kick the ball for the field goal and go into overtime. And this is where I'm going to land this on you. And you can take this however you want to take it. You can agree with me. You can disagree with me. You can think it's something else. I'm just throwing it out there. I've heard it said, or I should say I've read it multiple times on Twitter since the game ended, and I think that there was an aspect of some of the announcers said it too. Well, you know, going forward on fourth and six inches right there, I really like that decision. It just shows confidence that McDermott has in his guys, and you know, and that's how a team like this that's elite grows is by the coach showing confidence and yada, 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 confidence. It speaks of confidence in your football team, and I have to ask the question, does it? Because as, as we've already established, this Buffalo Bills defense broke a lot against an inferior opponent that, yes, has some good football players, but has been wildly inconsistent and wildly bad this whole season. They gave up four touchdowns all on the ground to the Titans. And I would submit this. Maybe the coaching staff and Sean McDermott were more confident that the offense could get six inches then they were confident that the Bill's defense was going to be capable of stopping Henry and Ryan Tannehill. Again, I don't know. I don't know, but going into overtime after having watched four quarters of a slug fest, and I'm not saying that they were out at that point or one punch from being out. I just gotta. I gotta wonder. Maybe you're more confident in getting six inches than you are in confident in uh, expecting your defense. I would like to say not giving up 75 yards, but let's be honest. Even after their main pri- primary kick returner went out with an injury, the second dude, that's the backup guy that like has no business returning kicks, was crushing us. Their drive starts were great, 35, 40 yards. Why was it- Why was Tyler Bass, now I'm ranting, why was Tyler Bass not kicking the freaking football out of the end zone? I know why the coaching staff told him not to. Why did the coaching staff tell Tyler Bass not to kick the freaking football out of the end zone? A whole entire football game, I don't even know how many kickoffs there were. There was a bunch. The Bills had a bunch of field goals and a bunch of touchdowns. He did the five-step kick and kicked the ball to basically the goal line every time. And every time save one, maybe two, They return the ball past the 25. At what point do you go, "Mm, maybe let's not do that anymore? How about the fourth quarter? Just kick it out of the end zone. He can. Let him do it. Okay. Rant about uh, Tyler Bassover. On that last sequence, you kick the ball. You kick the field goal. You kick the field goal. You go for the extra time. That's what you do. And then you let the chips fall where they may in overtime. Right? Mike Kingsley just said, my guy, Mike Kingsley just said, uh, it worked in the opening kickoff, and I thought it was aggressive. It did. It worked once. (laughs) It worked once. I have a ton of notes uh, in regards to quarter by quarter. Frankly, I don't know how I can get through them all. This was a back-and-forth slugfest between these two football teams. It was a good football football game. It was a good football game. A football game that I'm never going to watch again. Well, that isn't true. i got to watch it tomorrow for the Phoenix show. A football game I'm going to watch one more time, (laughs) and I'm not going to watch a single highlight from. I don't want to listen to any of the national talking heads talk about how oh, the Titans beat the Bills, and maybe the Bills aren't what we thought they were. Class of the AFC, and now they're not. Now it's the Ravens. I don't want to listen to that crap. I don't want to listen to that garbage. We are a better football team than the Ravens. We're a better football team than the Titans. Better football team than the Chiefs. Quarter one. I don't know if no, I'm, I'm just going to hit highlights from these quarters because I've got a lot. And I don't. I don't want to hit it all. I don't know if anybody noticed this or caught this. As much as uh, the, the main broadcaster, and his name escapes me right now, said that the whole Bills Mafia invasion thing was overrated because the Titans fans have shown out and they're really loud. Well, bro, Ryan Tannehill was using silent counts on third down in his own stadium. Ryan Tannehill, go back and watch it, was using silent counts and actually, thanks to Mike Kingsley, who's actually in the chat, said this to me. He texted me and said, hey, is Tannehill using silent counts at home? He was. Silent counts on third down because of how many Bills Mafia members were there. Singletary came out hot in this football game. To, hot to the point that I don't even understand why they kept forcing Moss. I love Zach Moss. I don't get it. I I, I totally understand the coaching idea and the... And the 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 frame the frame of mind where you run the hot hand and maybe at the end of the game they had Moss in there because they feel like he's a better blocker there was a, a couple key blitz pickups that Moss had which were great Moss also missed a couple blocks that were important down the field I can't the, the one escapes me oh it was actually I think might have been on Josh Allen but Singletary came out hot in this football game and through the first guys. Those two field goals at the beginning of the game were clutch. And I mean clutch for the Titans. One of those field goals turns into a touchdown, game over. It's a totally different you come out of the, you come out of that first quarter 14 to nothing. It's a totally different football game. You've got to convert. You've got to convert. And they just didn't. The Titans were playing a spy on Josh Allen that worked really well for them. The defensive line was pinning their ears back, but they just couldn't get home. Funny, we hear that story a lot lately. The defensive backs were covering well. In my opinion, they covered well almost the whole game, except for when they guessed run on first down against A.J. Brown. And then whoever that, what's his name? The 12th string wide receiver on their football team that in that one sequence, that one series, had the had the had a bunch of where's his name isn't even freaking on here. Where, where's his name? That's weird, dude. His name is not receiver. Brown, Jones, Westbrook, Henry, Ferkser, Swaim, Rogers, Johnson, Pruitt. I think it's the Pruitt guy. Is it? Pru- no, Pruitt's a, the dude's not even on. The dude's not even on the the stat list, which is totally crazy. The dude with the, the 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 hash name number fifteen. Yeah, people are putting it in there. He's not even in here. He's not in there. He's not in their receiving stats, which is insane. Anyway, the defensive back the, the defensive backs played well outside of just that little bit. Second quarter, the ball is coming out fast for both Ryan Tannehill and Josh Allen. That freaking seventy six yard run by for by Derrick Henry right? Longest. What was it? The longest run touchdown for a run run for a touchdown. Sorry, that the bills had given up in a million years and, and Derek Henry's longest touchdown run. And Oh, by the way, there was a block in the back and a hold on the, on it right in front of the referee. I don't know what, I don't understand. I don't understand what seems to be the NFL's desire to have referees call games to keep games close. Oh, you're the good team. We're going to call, not call, bad penalties against you guys or for you guys because we want to keep the game close. I, I just don't get it. If, if a team sucks, let them suck. Let them just be bad. The crowd was heavily into that football game for both sides. It was loud. I, I couldn't imagine being at the stadium, just three hours of noise. Every single, I've got these on my notes. Every single game in the second quarter, Josh Allen is where I've got this. Josh Allen has a couple wild throws. The throw that he threw to uh, Emmanuel Sanders in the second quarter, where he split the, where Emmanuel Sanders split the zone, and Josh put it basically between two or three defenders, just threw that bullet. Josh, those plays you just can't get enough of. Josh Allen just he just he's just Josh freaking Allen. It's unbelievable. And then that RPO with the play fake, Josh pulls it out, throws a perfect pass, pass to Diggs, digs, thirteen to seven, crazy play. Oh, no, I've got crazy play. I'm sorry. Second quarter, I've got crazy play. This this was another one that didn't make sense. you want to talk about coaching decisions? The Bills decline a holding call, and they decline making it second and 18 for a third and eight. They line up. Starlett Lule is in the neutral zone. Free play. Tannehill chucks it deep because he should. And there's pass interference on Micah Hyde. The ball bounces off his helmet. Julio Jones make a, makes a circus catch. Luckily, that only ended in three points. However, I still... That's a question I want answered by Sean McDermott. What were you thinking negating the holding penalty to go to second and 18 and giving him two tries to get 18 yards versus going third and eight? Now, clearly, none of it mattered because Starla Tulele was in the neutral zone. But regardless... It was crazy, dude. I, I just don't get it. Spencer Brown gets beat. Allen gets hit. Gets hit in his throwing motion, interception. They start for the Bills 11. Next run or next Henry run, you could feel the momentum shift. And that's when t- uh, Taylor Lewan was hurt. Prayers to Taylor. Hopefully, hopefully he's okay. Ryan Tannehill on a four yard run, 13 17. Titans winning. I've got in my notes right here that uh, the Bills just felt unsettled. Good pressure, not sure where it's coming from. Josh moving into rushers, and I said that earlier. That's where Josh Allen, right at the end of the half, Josh Allen rolls out to his right, broken coverage, right? Cole Beasley, wide open in the end zone. My dude just ain't going to miss those passes. Josh Allen hits him for a touchdown. Got another super chat, the pullout king. Welcome back into the show, pullout king. Joe, this hurts. And because there were so many chances for us to put that game away, and because there were so many chances for us to put that game away, I agree, dude. It was, it was. I, I'm speechless. O line didn't finish, D line didn't finish. We will come back stronger than ever. I love the decision to go for uh go for the win. Go Bills, love you all. Go Bills pull out King. I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. I could waffle on that fourth and six. We're doing victory laps. We're streaking in we're streaking in my neighborhood in Wellington Woods here in Lakeview, New York. If if Josh Allen imagine if Josh Allen not only gets the six inches, but he cracks the end zone and he actually scores on that play. Four imagine the headlines tomorrow. Buffalo Bills, fourth and six, all fourth and six inches, fourth and a half a yard. All they've got to do is kick the field goal to send it into overtime. But no, Josh Allen takes the ball, runs it in for a touchdown. Game over, right? They truly are the best team in football, blah, blah, blah. Instead, the entire offensive line gets crushed. I was going back and forth with with one one of my guys, one one of my super good friends on Twitter, just about that play. And he felt that the bill should have handed it off to Moss. And I was like, where's Moss going to go? The offensive line was destroyed on that play. Completely obliterated. The only chance that there was was for Allen. You saw him pop up on that play, and I'm way off the topic. You saw him pop up on that play. He should have come all the way out. Instead of going back down, he should have came, come out and ran around the edge. Only hope he had because, because Dawkins got crushed, Feliciano got crushed, Morse got crushed, all of them got crushed, and Allen went to his left. Pull up, King. Thank you so much for the super chat, dude. You're the man. Appreciate you. Third quarter, don't have a bunch of notes. The Bills came out in rhythm. Yada, yada. The drive stalls at the 34. Bass good from 52. That kid is just money. He's just clutch. Titans, turn right around, put a solid drive together. Henry touchdown. 23-24, Titans. It just goes back and forth. Good Bills drive after that. Huge pass interference on the deep ball. The digs. Balls on the five-yard line. I'm going to be honest with you. Cole Beasley looked to be in. Josh Allen was stuffed. If you remember in that third quarter on that drive, Josh Allen was stuffed in the next play. And then Sweeney in the back of the end zone for the touchdown. That's where they went for two. The trickery where Dawson Knox, who apparently has a problem with his hand. I don't want to say it's broken because I don't know. But Dawson Knox, former quarterback, threw that weird pass to Josh Allen for the two-point conversion, which was big. Fourth quarter. We've already talked a lot about the fourth quarter. It was just back and forth, this whole freaking football game, back and forth. We know how it ended. I'm not gonna relive it again. I've talked about it what twice, two, three times in this in this in this on the show already. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back.
2: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team.
1: Let's just jump to some game stats real quick. The game stats are great, and they favor our football team. Josh Allen, 35 of 47. Where's my phone? I'm going to give you what his completion percentage was. Some of you probably already know it. 74%. Shit. Josh Allen had a good football game for the mo- for all intents and purposes. 30- 35 of 47, 74%, 74% completion, 353 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, where he basically got he got hit in his throwing motion. It wasn't even his fault. Did you put up a game like that? Oh my gosh. Is moving on. I'm just gonna move, I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> Devin Singletary rushing uh five for 27, 5.4 yard average. You've got a dude on your football team that comes out in the first half of this game, and the, the one or two times, he t- one, t- one time he touched it in the second half, he's averaging 5.4 yards. One of them should be a candidate for an angry, angry run this week with Kyle Brant, and you give him the ball five times. Zach Moss carried it eight times for 24 yards. These are the things inside of coaching stuff that I don't understand. These are the things that make me think as much as I love Devin Singletary and I love Zach Moss, both these guys, I love them. It makes me feel like the coaching is like the coaching staff says, well, we got to start the game with Devin because he's really good. But we're going to give the ball to Zach more because we really really like him. Does that, right? I mean, five for 27, 5.4 yard average early in the game, first quarter, second quarter. And then you begin to finish the game with the guy that gets three yards per carry. And you keep them in the game. Maybe it's something I'm missing. Maybe it's like I said earlier. Maybe it's the, the fact that they don't trust Devin on blitz pickup, which is very possible. I don't have that answer. I'll ask John Fina tomorrow. By the way, for all of you that are tuned in and all of you that are listening to this on Tuesday, the John Fina show, the Off Tackle John Fina show will happen on Tuesday, October 19th, which is technically today. 8 o'clock on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, and then it will drop as a pod on Wednesday. Right after that will be the code of conduct with your friend of mine, my bestie, Jay Spence the King. Josh Allen was 9 of 26 for 2.9 yards. Clearly, Josh Allen did not go into this football game looking to run like he did against the Chiefs. Receiving Emmanuel Sanders, another good game. This guy just, just, he just feels it. He's got a great chemistry with Josh Allen. And oh, by the way, I absolutely loved... And I mean that in the true sense of the word. The look of, dis- not despair, just the disdain, the look of emptiness in his eyes as everybody's coming off the field and he's sitting on the bench by himself just like, how did we lose this football game? This is a, this is a collective group, in my opinion, that hates w- losing football games so much that at some point they're going to figure out how to will themselves to win. Emmanuel Sanders was 5-of-91. 18.2 yard uh, average. He was, he had, he had a great football game. Stephon Diggs, nine of 89 for 89 touchdown. Cole Beasley, seven for 88 touchdown. Dawson Knox, three for 25. Gabriel Davis, two for 25. My guy threw the football to one two three four five six seven eight nine ten 10 people. The only one that didn't have a reception was Jake Kumaro. He threw the ball to him. Well, a says zero, zero. That's why I don't know why he's on the, on the, on the stat sheet. So, He threw the ball to nine people. There were nine receptions, nine targets, nine receptions. Crazy. Titans, and this is what I was talking about. Ryan Tannehill, 18 to 29. 216 yards with an interception. Yay. Derek Henry, Henry, 20 for 143. At least 96 to 100 of that was on two runs. So 18 of those runs amassed basically 45 yards, two yards per carry which if you watch and you remember that football game that's basically the day he had if you if you bring back that 76 yard run especially or specifically because there was two penalty, penalties not called on that play that game looks totally different that run changes the game as much as my guy Saxa Dave said not getting a touchdown off that Poyer interception changed you know changed the bounce of the game so does not calling that penalty or one of those penalties on that on that 76 yard Derrick Henry run A.J. Brown, 7-91. Julio Jones, 3-for-59. Nick Westbrook, 3-for-27. That might have been who it was. It was Nick Westbrook hyphen something was his name. So 15 is on here. Derrick Henry, 2-for-13. Anthony Fertzker, Fertzker, whatever it is, 1-for-11. Jeff Swain, blah, 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 blah. bunch of peddly guys. We are going to transition to the Dude Awards here on the Overreaction Post Game Show. And uh, for those of you that don't know who or what the Dude Awards are, all the good beat guys or all the good like guys that do post game shows or post game articles have like you know thumbs up, thumbs down, arrows up, arrows down. Well, here on the Overreaction Post Game Show, we do the Dude Awards. If he does good, it's Dude, you did good. If he does bad, it's dude. Like, we got we got to talk, bro. We just got to talk. My first dude award goes to Tremaine Edmonds. Can we just get off of Tremaine Edmonds? He played a solid football game. Tremaine is a beast in that football game. And he's been a beast this entire season. When you watch what he does, yes, he's not flashing the way that maybe you expect him to flash. He's not, you know, as I talked about with Joe Marino on the Uh, on the hump day hotline he's not khalil Mack. he's not uh you know the great defense or i should say the the great inside linebackers ray lewis he's not you know these guys that you expect he's not luke keekly he's just he's a different player but he's incredibly important to this defense you hear this a lot a lot of you are tired of hearing it he's only 23 which means he's going to keep getting better he has not found his ceiling or his potential yet Tremaine, you get my first dude award for this football game. My next dude award goes to a trio of guys, Diggs, Beasley, and Sanders. I thought these guys played well tonight in this football game. I thought they played really well. My last one goes to Devin Singletary. This kid just keeps going out there and showing his stuff. I have the sneaking suspicion that at some point in time, probably next year, Devin Singletary is not going to be a Buffalo Bill. And he's going to take his talents and he's going to take his ability to some other football team, and he's going to show them what he can do because they're going to give him the ball. They're going to trust him with the football for an entire football game. Devin Singletary played a hell of a game today. Hell of a football game. In fact, he's played a hell of a football game in most of the games this year to the point that he's probably earned 80 to 90% of the snaps, even though he's not getting them. I don't know why. I'm not a coach. But at the end of the day, 5.7 5.7 yards gets a dude award for me. He's He he played a good game. The dude. First dude award goes to the Buffalo Bills offensive line. Yeah. I don't know where I go from here with the Bills offensive line. There's an aspect for me that, you know, you expect game three. So we're at game three with the combination. Game two, technically, with Feliciano. game. The first game was with Butker. But game three with uh, Darrell Williams at right guard and Spencer Brown at left or right tackle, rather. You would expect them to continue to progress, especially against what we would all consider an inferior opponent. They didn't play well. They didn't play well at all. They need to be better. And even with them playing not great, Josh Allen had a fantastic football game. If you read between, if if, if stats be the only truth, Josh Allen had a great football game, even though when we watched it, it maybe we had some drawbacks, but Josh played well. How much better could could he have played if to the point that was made in the super chat, I don't remember who made it, if we were winning on the offensive line the way that we should be. My next dude award goes to Andre Davis. The game's over if Andre Davis does not commit that penalty that he committed on the Isaiah McKenzie kickoff return. Dude. <laughs> all these guys do. There are certain dudes on this football team. Andre Smith is one of them. Jay Kummerow is one of them. Saran Neal is one of them. Uh, who else? Taiwan Jones is one of them. There are a certain number of guys, about eight of them, that all they do is practice special teams. Stop holding people. Stop blocking people in the back. This is all every day in practice. This is what you practice. You don't start. You don't play with the offense. You don't play with the defense. This is all you do. Stop holding guys and stop blocking people in the back. This is your job. If I went to work every day and practiced something every day at work and then when the time came for me to do whatever it was I practiced and I sucked at it and got a penalty, I wouldn't be allowed to do that job anymore. Stop holding people at crucial times. For God's sakes. (sighs) Rant over. My last dude award goes to the referees who once again did everything that they could possibly do to screw the Buffalo Bills. I'm over it. I just uh yeah, it was a good football game. It's unfortunate that it ended the way that it ended. I'm going to I'm going to read the mafia tweets. Because that's what we do and I'm going to let you guys out of here because it's late. It's 12:45 in the morning, which is much better than <laughs> I think last last week it was 1:45 when I finished. This is one of my favorite parts of the show. I've been doing this since pretty much since the show's inception. Like, this is my, one of my favorite sh- parts of the show. Overreaction post game show. Okay, Bills Mafia. How does that loss leave you feeling? Head, how does that loss leave you feeling heading into the bye week? Help me out with my show. Reading your tweets live on the Overreaction Post Game Show at midnight. It's much later now. Colin Jordan at Colin Jordan seventeen. QB sneak was a bad call. You don't run behind our worst o- offensive lineman, Feliciano, when the game is on the line. Should have run a pass play to the flats. Not sure why the team insists on Feliciano starting when Butker is obviously better. And he was as well all last year. I don't know about a play to the flats, bro. I, I, there, there's plays there that you call. If you want to have him fake sneak it, drop back and hit a hit a, a tight end in the back of the end zone. There's there's plays there that work. That one didn't work. And the funny thing is, is as much as we can criticize. Him going over Feliciano, he likes to go to his left. He goes over Feliciano more than anybody else. And generally, nine times out of the out of ten, he gets the first down there. He gets that yardage this time the left side of the defensive or the left side of the offensive line got collapsed. Frank Shepard at tatter. Titans had a horseshoe up their butts, but it ain't sustainable. Well, true, but I don't know that that matters to us. Meg's at foul underscore Meg's last season. People complained that we were coaching scared. So now what? It was a ballsy call and I'm here for it. Team didn't play up to their standards and we were still within three points and one QB sneak away from a win. They're a good team that had a bad game. I don't think they I don't think they had a bad game. I think that the Titans came to play, which is why any given Sunday, which is why they play the game. Denny green. They were who we thought they were, right? I mean, they're, Everybody, you believe they're a good football team. You don't, nobody's down and out. Clean up some things and come out swinging. I love it, Megs. I love your uh, optimism. Scott Quintern at Quintern Scott. Certainly a gut wrenching loss, but it doesn't leave me with any less confidence in this football team than I had this morning. Josh and this defense will rebound, no doubt in my mind. So this is Scott bringing everything, you know, as, as much as as cathartic as all of this is, and you guys listening to me late into the night and tuned on, and the thousands of you that are going to listen to this in podcast form that you do every single week, this is what it's about. This I said it at the top. We are not going to look back on this loss and be like, that was the one. If we'd have won that football game, we absolutely would have gone to the playoffs, we absolutely would have gotten the one seed. If, if the bills don't get the one seed with their schedule, it's because the wheels came off somewhere in the middle of this, of the season. Right? So Scott's all about it. Bogey McBurdy at Saviano underscore Steve. I said it a couple of weeks ago. The O line is an issue. It will continue to be an issue and there's nothing they can really do about it. Yes. And no, I think there's some coaching stuff they can do. I think I'm going to say it for the first time on this show, meaning I have never said it before, but Bucker might be a better option over Feliciano for this offensive line. I got to stop. Stickman puts it out there, and you guys all heard about it. And yes, same thing. Shout out to Brian Dable for toughing it out after losing his grandfather yesterday and that on top of losing his grandmother just a couple weeks ago. Our prayers are with you, bro. Brian Dable is is Bills Mafia. I I mean, they said it on the broadcast. I don't know how many of you caught it. He's from West Seneca. Brian Dable grew up in Buffalo, grew up a Bills fan. He is Bills Mafia. He's one of us. Chris Green, back to the tweets, at ChrisGR421. Same as last year when the Bills lost to Arizona on that Hale-Murray play. They had to sit on that for two weeks into the bye. Hopefully, they come out of the bye the same as last year. I think they will. Bills banter 4-1. At Bill or banter underscore bills. Brutal for sure. Brutal for sure. Sorry. I got a lot of tweets here to read. Defense fell apart and the offense hit some bumps, uh, but going for it uh, with a six foot five, 240 pound, 240 pound quarterback doesn't bother me. The poor blocking does. Can't really do much else, but wish we had a few plays back. It's true. Brian Coke, B Coke 23. Brian, first of all, it's good to have you back. I haven't seen you since last year. So dude, I appreciate the tweet. Disappointed. If I didn't have newborns to feed at twelve, I would be madam awake. Henry is just a freaking nature. <laughs> Congratulations on the newborn. Newborns, two of them, or at least plural. How many? I don't know how many you got, but newborns. My guy Matt Gavenda at Matt underscore Gavenda. With how many offensive options the Bills have, I don't like them de- uh, deducing their offense down to Allen. Deducing is that right? Yeah, basically d- drawing it down to just Allen on the line like that. Really tough loss. Grant Turner at Grant Turner underscore fourteen. Not used to seeing Josh under throwing guys. I don't know that I. He checked a couple balls into the dirt. Grant, does anybody remember Josh th- like under? Th- there was a- several balls that came out as ducks. That I noticed, there was a couple balls that maybe he was gripping too tight and trying to rip a little too hard, and they came out as ducks. But I don't remember him underthrowing. The only underthrows I remember was when he was chucking the ball into the dirt. One of them, of which to Beasley could have very—it was three yards behind the line of scrimmage—could have very easily been grounding, and it wasn't called. I'm not sure. I agree with you, agree with you there, Grant. Christopher Matson, gotta open it up at Montaluz Chef. Last time we lost before before the game, we didn't lose into the AFC Championship. I like our chances. I do too, bro. What's that? It's Pat at PC Donaldson 83. Still a lot of season left. Learn from the loss and move on. As John Fina likes to say, forget the game, remember the feeling. My girl, uh, or my guy rather, Robbie, uh, 39 bowler. Let's talk 716 sports. It hurts a little. Uh I thought most of the game we had control. Go bills. Excuse me, uh, Bills Mafia. Sabres, Bills, Lakers, Yankees at Jordan Delmont, too. Disappointed in the defense. You and me both, bro. My guy, Renaissance Man. At Bills Van diehard. Hard. Disappointed, but still confident. The O-line uh, definitely concerns me. The D didn't play their best game, but held Tannehill to 18 of 29, 216, which we've gone through the stats. Henry had 140 yards. 76-yard uh, holding was missed. Sometimes you lose. At the end of the day, the Bills will be more than fine. My guy, Ethan Tweedy, which we uh, just met, Ethan, the other night uh, on the Time to Shine show, at Tweedy underscore A. Lost a close game to a good team. Still can have 13 to 14 wins. Got to believe. Justin Zimmerstan at the ma- Machaca. I like it. It sucks for real, but I know the Bills will come back hungrier after the bye week, so I'm not too worried. My guy, Saxa Dave. At Saxa, Dave, That that's a brutal loss. We lost everywhere we should have won. D-line, O-line, underperformed. Win it in the trenches. Bad day at the office. Red zone, offense, cost us. I got in the Super Chat. Hopefully the loss and the bye week gives us the, uh, the same focus it did last year after the Arizona game. I'll get to your Super Chat here in a second. Uh, Bills fan, Corey, at Bills fan, Cor- uh, Canada. Different outcome in January when it counts. I agree, although we won't be playing the Titans. Michael at Mike Cav twenty nine sucks two years in a row heading into a bye week with the heartbreaking losses, but we can come out better, just like we did last year, and hope we do it again this year. C Dub Bills Mafia at Chris seventy three things to complain about late play calling penalties, but I'm reminded of last season, heartbreaking loss headed. You see a ringing theme here, Bills Mafia, heart, heartbreaking loss headed uh, heading into a bye week. Stupid hell, Murray. Bills stood for two weeks and kicked ass all the way to the AFC Championship game, kind of thinking we're going to see that again. And what is Levy's deal against the Bills Mafia? We need a Levy sucks chant going into the calls. Monday night came on December 6th. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get to the super chat real quick. Super chat from my guy, Jeff King. Welcome to the show, brother. Exactly, Max. Folks, been a fan for 30 plus years. I have grown accustomed to this over the years. We lived to fight another day. So clearly there was a comment that i missed up here oh no i think he was comment re- responding to uh one of the guys that i was reading so love that thank you so much for the super chat uh my guy richard rush at richard r rush Two. he's in the comment section right now part one not gonna lie drive before Allen got stuffed on the qb sneak and we settled for a field goal we settled for too many field goals in the game and it didn't get enough stops on the defense, I was worried, but hopeful Allen would convert and we'd win. That's literally where I was. I, Fina texted me at halftime and said, are you nervous? I said, a little bit. Are you? He said, no. Halfway through the third quarter, I texted Fina and I was like, are you nervous? And he said, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I was worried, but hopeful Allen would convert and we'd win. We want McDermott to go for the win on fourth and short and on overtime. It's true. We That's literally what we all want. We want what happened. It just didn't happen the way we wanted. Did that make sense? we yes part two we just need to execute better they'll get it figured out i'm sure of it still hurts and still sickening i hope bourbon helps um to that cheers (laughs) my girl pamadonna pamela they played their hearts out Josh is a beast. This loss was extremely tough. Then I came home and my son was parked in the freaking driveway. We have a one car driveway. Talk about a crappy night. (laughs) <laughs> Out a couple more guys and then we'll be done PD Mus at PD Mus 1 Big Ed got spun like a top on the first Titans TD Dawkins is still a step behind every defensive coordinator in the league has a big grin as the word blitz appears in purple neon before their very eyes that is not true Josh Allen is still going to be the one of the best quarterbacks against the blitz in the NFL they didn't blitz a lot and every time they did the blitz got picked up this was something a little bit different the offensive line just didn't play well in my opinion so I, I would respectfully disagree with that uh, if if I may, Heather KNC one 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 three. I'm disappointed we lost, but not feeling defeated. We have a good team. Yes, there's still work to do, and having a, having bye weeks gives us time to rec- uh, recollect and hit the drawing board. Even the best teams lose. Still trusting the process. Go Bills. I love it. Buffalo Matt at Mister Robato T O E. I'm angry, not gonna lie. At the same time, I'm hoping this humbles our team and we come back pissed and win, win, win. Good game Titans. Dave Moore at Dave Moore 99. Deja vu of last year uh against the cards. Not really. A little bit. My guy Jose, uh, Jose Whosoever. Jose at who, or underscore whosoever. Tough loss, bro. Listening to uh listening to the huge confidence on the time to shine show. We're now st- uh, slapped back into reality. Hopefully it's a lesson learned. Time to move on and mount up. Man, you guys chatted the crap out of me today. There's a bunch of these tweets. I thought I only had a couple left. Triggers or trigs rather at trigs. 44. I don't know how that hold on Trey White on the Henry TD uh, in the first quarter was not called. That wasn't even the big one. The big one, bro, was legit the one on uh, uh, Jordan Poyer. He got held and then tackled. That is a that is a hold all day long. Uh, Canon CBS, or Canon CBS, rather, at JB Zengi. Yuck. But next tough game is the Saints. Lots of wins coming if the D gets fixed. O line sucked too. 13 and four, I see. Maybe. HFA, I don't know what that means. Ryan Jacks the J- at the Jack Dog. He just has a giant capital letters the F word, which I'm not going to say here because this is a family show. Oh, how many more we got? Okay, we're almost. Now we are legitimately almost done. Nick Manning at Bones 1389. I'm really angry to be honest. I hate the decision, even if it works, I hate it. But more than that, I'm mad at the defensive game plan. Didn't stop run. We did stop the run. There was two runs. Or pressure the QB. That part is true. We did not pressure the QB. Pick one. Poor defensive plan. Caused that bad decision, in my opinion. If you are going for it, get Josh running outside with the options. Agreed. Dan Wojcicki at Danny Wojo. Too many undisciplined penalties, and the defense was really soft. Ron at R. Tater. T-A-D-T-E-R. Glad a heartbreaking loss took place before the Bills buy. Hopefully they fix their crap and run the tables like last year, and it will be a good thing. Not to be ranked number one anymore. I think they're still probably going to be ranked number one in most of the stat categories. Uh, Rare breed seventeen at Mike Moo five zero two seven nine two six one. Love it. Go out swinging. No more of a gamble than playing it for overtime, the way they were playing us. Go Bills. I agree to a point. Like there's an aspect of go out swinging. He's not wrong. Come on. I think people. I think there's people are still people are still tweeting me. <laughs> we might be here for a couple hours. This may never end. Jeremy at J. I'm going to go faster. J dog. Five Oh one. Allen should never catch a pass ever again. We seem to lose those games. Uh, bad, uh, not seem to, we have lost every, I don't know if everybody, anybody knows that we've lost every single game that Josh Allen has caught a pass in. Bad loss, but I like the call to go for it. Uh not the way it, it was ran. Still a great team and many more games to come. Go Bills. Robert Fulton at Robbie Fulton. Suddenly rather worried about the D. Doug at Doug Fulks. Two good teams go to war. Too bad only one can win. Nah, go Titans. So apparently it's the Titans fan. Scott Harding at the real underscore Scott H. They needed that win. O line got bullied. Buffalo Nats fan at John Phillips seven. We need to upgrade the left guard. I'm not going to. Disagree with you there. JD716. That sucks for sure, but they went for the gold. I don't hate the decision because uh, if they make it, everyone is praising them. That's true. Scott O at Scott Outerson bust out the offensive innovation on more than just two-point conversion. That's my polite way of saying the red zone playing calling was uh, was sucky. It was Dave Butts at Dave B 9614 Don't sit AJ Epinesa. Uh, Bill's chap at bills underscore chat feeling good. You can't win them all. And coming out of the bye swinging is bad for the AFC last one, Jimmy James, Jimmy underscore James 1966, the bills win. Not every, uh, every game. They played a competitive game that went down to the last play. If they're going to lose, that's the way to lose Jimmy. I agree hundred percent. As I said, at the very top of the show, as I'm checking back to make sure I didn't miss any super chats, uh, that was a good football game. Any way you cut it, any way you slice it, that was a very, very good football game. And uh, if you're going to lose, you would much rather lose going down swinging than you ever would basically laying an egg and having the wheels completely coming off, come off, especially in prime time. Ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. There's a bunch of you tuned in watching live right now. If you were watching live, right? Man, I read tweets for 20 minutes. If, if if you're watching live right now and you have not yet subscribed to the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube channel, please do. We have a lot of great content. Uh, tomorrow, uh, eight o'clock, the Off Deck with John Fina show, which usually airs on Monday, followed by the Code of Conduct tomorrow at nine o'clock. Hump Day Hotline at nine o'clock. Food for Thought with Bruce Nolan and Nate Geary, nine o'clock on Friday. Time to Shine at eight o'clock on Sunday, or Saturday, rather. And I'm thinking about moving this show to, to eight o'clock on Sundays. We'll see. Uh, I don't like missing an entire hour of the football game on Sunday Night Football. So that change might be coming. So stay tuned for that. Uh, also jump on the like button. So if you have not yet liked the show, please like it. Uh, we I would appreciate it. Gets our numbers up. Uh, I'm feeling better. So thank all of you for joining me. Like I said, I know you've got a lot of options this late at night post game. There's a lot of great content out there. The fact that you are hanging with me I appreciate it a ton. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Overreaction post-game show brought to you by the Market Dominator. Who's the Market Dominator? Well, the Market Dominator is my friend, John Spazchek. That's him right there. And if you are looking to sell your home or you need to buy a home, please call my guy, John Spazcheck. He's the best real estate broker in Western New York. And oh, by the way, he can help you anywhere in the country. 716-570-3298. But you are listening to the Overreaction Post Game Show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Bidcast Podcast Network. I'm your host, the voice of the Overreaction Podcast, Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. As always, I appreciate you guys, all you guys Matt Thompson, Jeff King, uh, Trey Ellis, uh, Richard Rush, all you guys that are up in here. I think I saw uh, Eli at one point in time. Uh, I can't go back and go through everybody, but uh, just know that you guys are appreciated. You're always welcome in the show. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Facebook. Um, Interact with me. I love the interaction. This Buffalo Bills football team is going to be better. This is not the end. This is just the beginning. They're going to learn from this. They're going to grow from this. Look for me and my guy, John Fina, tomorrow, today, technically, today, 8 o'clock, and then right after that, the Code of Conduct with Jay Spence the King all i got for you guys love y'all appreciate you get some rest we'll see you guys tomorrow go bills